Week two of the college football season is upon us. Welcome into the PFI College Football Show. Mike the McQuaid, Dark Harbor, Connell Diggin, as we look ahead to, well, what is the week one of NFL? Well, it's college football started a few weeks ago. I mean, is that, you weren't you were in a Notre Dame jacket. Anytime. Don't ask, don't ask where I got this uh, merchandise from. It's a paid an awful lot of money, hard earned, cash for it. Uh, definitely wasn't mad about the Aviva Stadium. Well, that's a good intro to the show, and I uh, <laughs> fully support your statement. And the it's funny because like uh, Connell, like n- not to jump on that game two weeks ago now, like but I was walking around Belfast a few days ago. And you're talking like nearly a week and a half on, and there's still Americans walking around, like in I, Belfast. Like, what's going I, on? I have friends working down in Dingle, and he said they they'd come in, and he he asked me, he's like, do they not have any other gear other than Notre Dame gear? Because they like they're still wearing it. So you know, I guess you know, if we were going to watch Ireland in the World Cup, you know, we go we'd go yeah. and we'd wear our Ireland jerseys, but you know, please. You know, please God, like they'll be in the next one and we get to go and wear them. Were you even alive the last time Ireland got to the World Cup? Is that even the question? Uh, no, about? no, neither of us were. Wow, boys, that's I'm old. I'm old. Talking about old, let's move on with the current uh, affiliate home field. Um, I still haven't sent these boys their shirts, but I'm actually wearing one. Sorry, boys. Fifteen percent off. Use code Ireland at home field apparel. Link is in the bio. Now, lads, I will send you the shirts. Can I just thank everyone that used that code week one? I mean, wow. I'm not going into detail on that, but it was nuts. So thank you. These boys might actually get to New Orleans for the CFB playoff. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and lads, your jerseys are literally sitting here, so I feel bad. But let me just get over this NFL weekend and we will sort it out. Um, yeah, look, I have to say, Dar, we'll just jump off. We'll, we'll start each week with like an element from each, like sort of the last week. I feel like the obvious one's Colorado, which I know one of you boys will talk about. But it's funny because like whenever, like I didn't know LSU head coach Brian Kelly had his own show called the Brian Kelly Show. Oh yeah. And a few days ago, he said, "I think we're in a really good position. In fact, we're gonna go beat the heck out of Florida State." And um, obviously, they don't. And you see Jordan Travis, three hundred and forty-two yards, four touchdowns. Keon Coleman gets three touchdowns I, and Brian Kelly says this is a total failure from a coach's standpoint and from a player's standpoint we have to obviously address and we have to own it it's just mad because obviously LSU were ranked higher going into the season but I guess as an Irish college football fan if FSU keep this up it's going to be harder and harder to get a ticket next year into Dublin uh, Dar, what was your prime time moment of week one? Um, well, I was. I think we'll save the best for last for for Mister Diggin over there. We'll we'll leave <laughs> Dion, uh, Neon Dion, and then boys for him. But uh, I think for me, I'd probably just go with the Pac-12 in general. Uh, they went undefeated in, in. They are the only conference that actually sticks through to their name. There are twelve teams in the Pac-12. They went twelve and zero in week one. The only conference to do that in I don't know. It must have been ten years to open the season twelve and zero, and for what's been notoriously known as the weakest of the power five conferences and a conference that's probably more than likely is going to exist next year. That's a real statement on, on what a way to go out. It's going to be a really, really good division this year. In particular, I, I would highlight Oregon State um, who are unbelievably probably going to be kicked out of the power five. One of only two teams that are not going to make a power five conference next year. They're, currently ranked they had an unbelievable game at the weekend their quarterback is dj Uyungalale, that 
famous Clemson quarterback who's transferred over there. He seems to have found his foot in there and they could be in for a really big season. One team that could be in for a really big season is the team that Dara's about to talk about. Dara, I met Jason Bell on Sunday outside the hotel in Belfast and I was wearing one of those home field buff shirts and he, the first thing he said to me wasn't hello. He was like, man, what about Sanders, man? That was awesome. <laughs> hey, that was awesome. Like, that, was, that was a great game. And the, the thing is him saying, what about Sanders, man? He could be talking about any of the three of them that are there. He could be talking about Dion. He could be talking about Shiloh or Shador because all of them had an amazing weekend. I mean, Dion gets his first win as head coach of the of the Buffs. Then Shador sets the passing record for a, a Colorado Buffaloes quarterback and he had probably five touchdowns on the game. And then uh, Shiloh Sanders, the I, he's a safety, I believe, or a linebacker, one of the two. He had the most tackles in the game as well and then that doesn't even get on to you know the the man of the moment the guy who you know i've been talking about him the whole time you know i'm not it's not like an out of there an out there pick to to be talking about him but absolutely amazing travis hunter you know i I said he was going to play offensive defense now if you said he's going to play over 100 snaps total between the two positions i would have thought that was crazy but he did it and he had a touchdown and an interception and an amazing pass breakup as well so it's just, you couldn't get any better. Maybe you'd want a little bit better defense total from Colorado, but it was just amazing for them this weekend. It was a great game to watch. And I guess, and I'm not going to shy away from this, people in Ireland, people in the UK especially, it's shocking that we can't watch that game on TV. Like, really poor. And something needs to be worked out about that. But I could, had to sit on my phone and watch it on a free preview on Fox Sports on the VPN. No comment for anything else there. Um, a, wee, a, a wee tip I will give, um, hopefully this doesn't uh, raise any alarm flags, but uh, YouTube does is a great place for live streams for college sports. It's a, you, it's it's a lot of a word or... you think of going to. I mean, it's a YouTube, so you're not going to get any viruses written off it. So that, that's the way to go. You'll just look up the team and live and it should come up for you. And like, like in terms of what Dara said, like a lot of it is legal. There is a Pac-12 network that has a YouTube stream on the Saturday. ESPN has got like a match of the day style highlights thing on the Sunday. And um, I see like, like it, this is where we, like, it, it, just in the way where we do one episode a week here, it, it feels like we should be jumping on talking about some of these games for like an hour because they were that good. But I agree, it's, it's great to sort of flex into it this week and it's funny, folks, for people that are watching this, and th- thanks to everyone for their comments. Like, lads, this is shortening the top 20 in Ireland the other day, so it's it's unreal to see. We really appreciate the support. But for people listening to this, like, these two lads were literally watching as many games as they could, sending the memes in to a WhatsApp group. And, boys, I'm sorry I haven't started the whole meme talk yet, but I feel we'll get, we'll get a segment next week. But let's, um, let's jump onto this Nebraska-Colorado game because... Our sponsor, 88 with the NFL coverage, has got the Buffaloes now. Suddenly, the Buffs are sitting at minus three and a half on the handicap spread. And you're looking at a team where, like, Sanders is talking the other day, like, well, Coach Prime's talking the other day about how even players that are in his own locker room didn't believe, and now they suddenly believe and they're telling they believe. They're saying that tickets are going to be hard to come by in Boulder, which is nuts, which is, th- that, that that is insane for a start. But you got Matt Rule in Nebraska, like even from when they came into Dublin to now, they've encountered a lot of change. They lost what to Minnesota, I think thirteen ten, but they had a you know a decent defense performance there when you can see from thirteen points. They really missed out on a number of different opportunities offensively. But for Colorado, the the atmosphere here on Saturday, five o'clock Irish time kickoff, is going to be electric. 
And I feel like every episode until they lose a game is going to be, let's talk about Coach Prime in Colorado. But if they were to go to Boulder now and win Dara on Saturday, it just opens up. I know they've got, I think, is it is it UCLA and someone else in a row? I, 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 there's a whole talk here in a bit, but you know what? Throw it out there. How many games are they going to win this season? Well, that's a tough one to, to I mean, based it off one game, I mean, the hype train is just, it's off the rails at the minute. I mean, talk about the, the, the story of the week one and the story of the season so far. No one had this game circled for week two. Nebraska and Colorado, considering especially that Nebraska just lost last week to Minnesota, I think that even adds an even more interesting dynamic into this game as now Nebraska are coming in as underdogs. Now, Nebraska are 2-14 and 14 in one-score games uh, over the last three seasons, which is an unbelievable stat. They've lost 14 of their last 16 close games. That is whatever the anti- a word for clutch it is that that is what Nebraska are they're bottlers really you can put it like that <laughs> um so obviously coming in as three point underdogs doesn't exactly ex- exactly play to their favor there but um look this is a game where I think we do have to temper the Colorado expectations the tiniest bit Nebraska are still a big 10 team who are going to play good defense who are it's a good defense versus a great offense so that's really where this game hinges. The other side of the ball, anything can really happen there. So um, really, really looking forward to this one. As far as a win total goes, my God, it, the range is just unbelievable at this point. I think I think you're looking at at least six wins this season, just based off the beaten TCU and they look great. I don't know what the ceiling is or even if there's a ceiling in this team. I love it. I love it. And Dar, like for people listening to this, Dar is obviously a Broncos fan. Like I'm a Broncos fan as well. So yeah, like to pick a college team is the buffs. But I was, I was watching Pitt at the weekend for at least a quarter, Dar, and I was saying no more. It's funny, Dar, because it's funny, Connell. Oh my god. Yeah, you've said Dar before. So I, I just this happy game. The Connell, seriously, I man. Like my face perk up like every single time. <laughs> Connell, I'm so sorry, sir. Like maybe by week three, well, I don't know. Like it's it's just my old age. But Connell, seriously, mate, as a as a Broncos fan, like it's ironic that it's minimum five hundred dollars to get into Folsom Field on Saturday, and it's cheaper to get into the Broncos home opener against the Raiders on Sunday. What a time to be alive for a football fan in Colorado. I mean, uh, there was a clip I think circulating this week of um, Travis Hunter and a couple of the Colorado teammates like they had a tour of some place and you know it, the the Broncos logo was up somewhere and they were like that's the team I want to play for that's the team I want to play for so you know maybe if the Broncos keep going like they have the last couple of years and not been great maybe they will get the chance next season to draft him um, but you know I, I'd rather us I guess be good than have uh, Travis Hunter but yeah this is this is a really interesting game like it's really interesting because you have basically this team who put up a bunch of points but conceded a bunch of points in Colorado this week but then you have Nebraska who couldn't do anything offensively but did still manage to stay in the game because they were good defensively now whether that's because they were good defensively or Minnesota are kind of at their same level defensively is the same kind of argument you could have but yeah this like this would be a game that Matt Rule, I think, will have under underwritten on his schedule and be like, look, last week we weren't good enough, but this week, you know, we need to shut up everyone who's talking about this Colorado team and 
you know, I then make us the new Colorado and everyone start talking about us. Because, you know, I guess the whole thing with Matt Rule as well is his teams usually, you know, don't have a, the best first season, but he kind of can't really be afforded that same luxury at Nebraska simply because, you know, it's it's much bigger than the previous teams he's coached. Absolutely. And lads, I look forward to getting your names right in the next segment. In terms <laughs> of the next segment, uh, Notre Dame can't play this week because they're missing a jacket. That was a joke. Ooh. Um, oh, uh, can I just say, I watched a bit of the, of the, of the Notre Dame game at the weekend there. Um, and it's like, what is there to say here? They put up, they've put up a thousand yards of total offense in offensively in the first two games. 589 yards passing that. 412 rushing. North Carolina State, their defense performance um, was good last year. They held teams to 19.2 points per game last year. But they're going to have to find a way to stop this. But I just, I, I, I cannot see how we don't have a situation again on Saturday where Hartman's being benched midway through the third quarter because they put up 20, 30, 35 points. And obviously tests are going to come for Notre Dame. But it feels like they're just on a roll until they get that big sort of matchup. But going into NCC this weekend, first away game of the season, if you don't count Dublin. Yeah, I saw the spread for this game sitting at Notre Dame minus seven and a half, and that really did take me by surprise. Um, I think like Notre Dame so far have exceeded expectations, even though albeit like it's been against poor competition, but they are better than who we thought they are coming into the season. Sam Hartman has looked as advertised, if not even better. Uh, it's a battle of uh, two super senior quarterbacks here. You've got Hartman on the Notre Dame side and Brennan Armstrong on the NC State side. They're both very familiar with each other at this uh, point in their careers. I think they've played each other maybe four times. Um, Hartman himself has played NC State three times. Um, so this is a it's a it's a, gonna be an experienced battle between them two, two of the better quarterbacks in college football at the minute. I think honestly, Notre Dame have to prove that they can beat a big team. Um last season they started off 0 and 2 and look, they've got Ohio State nearing each other on the schedule there and it's come to the point where we need to see Notre Dame beat one of these top teams to really really say okay this team is a contender this year and not just another of the plethora of like you know New Year's 6 borderline teams coming from ranging from maybe 7th to 15th in the rankings yeah and Connell like as Dara said there Notre Dame have got Ohio State in two weeks after this to NC State this weekend uh, Central Michigan next weekend and Ohio State in three weeks' time. It's going to be a big test for them, but I guess they got, they got to go over to home this weekend first. Yeah, and I think I think actually in our preview that we did, it, that people should definitely go and watch because it was a lot of work put into that. Um, the Notre Dame like team, like you look kind of back every season, and there is one game that's against a similar level opponent. Like last year was different because they did lose. Um, you know, to Marshall early in the season, which they definitely, like, should not have lost that game. Um, But, you know, like, this NC State team is one where you can kind of see, like, they just, you know, turn up on the day and play amazing defense and, you know, just play, you know, get the job done on offense. And if they can do that, like, they could beat this team. I guess it really does come down to, you know, the the man of the hour, I guess, for Notre Dame and Sam Hartman. Like, how is he going to perform and... And even then, you know, we're still not talking about Audrey Estime as much as we should be as well, because he's put up, I believe, 
Uh, I believe in the first game he put up maybe just about 90 yards or over 100 yards, and then he went over 100 yards again at the weekend. So I think it'll be really interesting. I do think Notre Dame wins this because I think they're kind of just a different team and they have more confidence than what they did last year. And Marcus Freeman, there's actually a great piece on The Athletic by Peter Sampson. He watched Marcus Freeman. He didn't. He watched the game, but he watched Marcus Freeman all of last game. And, you know, he just saw the, the growth that came from him in his second year as a coach this year. It's really, really interesting. You could even see it on TV when there were like 30 odd points up and there was a, a review. And obviously you're, 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 you're going to be into it as a head coach, but he just, I've never seen as much energy, Dara. At, at certain moments with him, he just he seems so locked in, even at times when the game's completely put to bed. Like, yeah, he's um, obviously got that refound focus. I think he's been one of the more disrespected coaches. Uh, I saw rankings that had him as like a tier five and tier six coach in college football last year. I think that's a wee bit ridiculous considering what he's managed to achieve at, at Cincinnati and at Notre Dame. He's um, I, I rate him highly. He's obviously got an awful lot of years to come. He's one of the youngest coaches in the sport. Uh, but yeah, really good to see that uh, upward growth now coming into year two under his head coach. Yes, sir. So they put up 42 points in Dublin, 56 last week in their home opener. Can, proper can, home I, can I just point out that Sam Hartman in this game threw for 194 yards and he threw for 200 in the first half in the Navy game. So he threw for less yards in, I believe he played about three quarters, or he got pulled early anyway in this game, but he threw for less yards in a half than he did in this game, which is, like, that's just insane. That was my, like, sort of toy to, like, go, okay, Michael, put on, I think I think Michigan was on, or not not Michigan, it was, Wisconsin was on against Buffalo on the um, <clears throat> dodgy fire stick, so I, I turned it off and never stopped, Harper was turned <laughs> off the, even at that. But yeah, they play Ohio, they got Ohio State 24 September, 21st September, and then they've got, uh, in terms of ranked teams, uh, USC, Clemson. That could be Dutch three conference champions there in Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. I think it's really interesting. If they if they beat Ohio State... See, they, they're a team that needs a tough schedule because they don't have the benefit of the championship game yeah. last week. They need to they basically need to go undefeated and they need to beat all these good teams to have a shot at the playoff. It's just or the it, position they're in. If they do lose a game, they basically need to play well enough in that game to where you can't you kind of can't deny them yeah. spot at that point Dara do we go with Alabama's access do you feel we like do surely time? yeah okay so in a week two of college football where we hope we can watch half it somewhere on the television or as Dara said on YouTube some unbelievable matchups there's no doubt that number 11 the Texas Longhorns against number 4 Alabama in Tuscaloosa a long way from Tralee boys is going to be the hell of a game. The Longhorns travel to Tuscaloosa trying to do something that no team from outside the SEC has done since Louisiana Monroe 2007 and win it. A non-conference game on Crimson Tides. Home patch, home turf. Uh, there are so many ways that we can go into this. I guess first off, can the Texas Longhorns live up to the hype this week? You know, you, you're looking at all these question marks, but... Can they go into a stadium full of a hundred thousand people this weekend? And I'm not saying upset the Apple card, like, but you know, it's it's a it's a it's a number it's a number eleven ranked team against number four ranked team. It, there shouldn't be too much in it, but it feels it's gonna be a really hard game for me to pick anyway. I feel like this is gonna be our FSU LSU 
game this week. Yeah. We'll try and give our pick. Did any of us get that right last week? I should have. You know, I thought I gone with LSU, so no. I think I picked FSU. I'll come back. <laughs> I'll I'll re check it. What's your thoughts on this game, though? Um, look, it's a. Uh... It's what I talked about at the start of the season in our in our first podcast about this was my storyline of the early season, my storyline of September really. Um, this is a massive game. I think this is the game where we see what Alabama are are they the you know regenerative machine that they have always been under Saban, where just guys come out of nowhere and replace stars. Like we've got at quarterback Jalen Milrow in place of Bryce Young from last year. He looked phenomenal in week one. On the other side, uh, a guy, I just want to call up his name here. Um, my apologies. Caleb Downs. He is a freshman safety. He played every snap uh, of their first game. He was named SEC Freshman of the Week. He looks to be like the next in the long line of great Alabama safeties. If you're watching college football with an eye on the draft, it's going to be a long time before this guy's in the NFL. But with these... Uh, Alabama safeties have a major track record of translating to the NFL. I think Landon Collins, Micah Fitzpatrick, there's any number of examples there. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to see what Alabama can do. But on the other side, Texas, Quinn Ewers didn't have the smoothest uh, opening day against Rice last week. He was a little bit rocky at the start, came into it late on. Um, look, Texas are going for the upset here. I mentioned it in the week one podcast. This is their chance to make a statement entering the SEC next year, they're coming in to Alabama's house. This could be a this could be a massive coup for for Texas in what forecasts to be a down ish year for Alabama. There's no better chance for them to win this game than there is next week, this week, this week, man. Um, imagine Caleb Downs, Dara O'Connell. What about the uh, Aid McKinstry? Talk about that sort of safety corner combination. Um. Who renames or named the Kool-Aid panel? If, if, you, if you walked into your university of choice and said your name was Kool-Aid, what do you think might happen? I don't know. I think I might have to, like, I, what, what, what sport? I, I'd have to be, like, really good at Gaelic football to where, like, no, everyone just has to understand. Like, you know, just when people, like, call people, when people call people who are, like, Patrick, they call them, like, Podge. Or, like, if you're, like, a like a very popular one in Kerry is, like, Weeshy. Um, just they're oh, like Weeshi. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who just called Weeshi, and it's just understood that that's that's their nickname. Weeshi. Yeah, Weeshi. Dara, we're too far north for that. We are too far north for that. He's um, in foreign language. <laughs> it's it's mad because like for for Alabama, Connell, like this is as Dara said, like if if this is going to be a year where you look at a game like this and you feel like Texas could go in and get the result in terms of eight eight eight. Like Alabama's favorites by seven and a half in the spread, uh, over eighteen. Please gamble aware, be gamble aware. Over fifty, I I feel like the over fifty five and a half is more safe here, just in terms of the general game as a neutral. Because I can't call it, Connell. Can you entice me into picking one team for this friendly bet that we all have? Um. Well, they played last year, and last year was not. Alabama won nineteen or won twenty to nineteen. But that game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was because Quinn Ewers actually went down with an injury in that game and then they still managed to keep it close. And like for Texas team where a lot of people would, you know, question their defense, it's like way even even more improved this year. And it's kind of one of the things that, you know, um, Steve Sarkeesian has pointed out that, yeah, the offense is, you know, going to be what it usually is. 
but the defense this year is is you know ten times the team it was the year before. So you know I I think the over is probably a safe bet. I mean if so long as Ewers probably stays healthy and doesn't you know as any kind of gets out firing like if he goes in slowly like he did last week, you know I Texas could get behind early and not really have a way back into the game, uh, especially against an Alabama team and they'd want I think you know, take advantage of an Alabama team who are still trying to find, you know, what they are on offense as well. Like, this is one where, you know, Jalen Miller had an absolutely amazing game at the weekend, but, you know, Nick Saban's ruthless. Like, if he has a bad game in this game and the one after, he could be out with starting quarterback. You don't you just never really know. You know, he benched a guy at halftime of the, the national championship game. So, I think whatever happened to I don't I, he really yeah what happened to the guy who got what happened to get never came and what happened to the guy who replaced him <laughs> absolutely crazy stuff and I think it'll be a close game I I'm just gonna have to say my pick I'll say my pick already and I'll let you guys say I think it has to be Alabama I mean I, I think you're a stupid man at any time if you just rule out Alabama in any matchup I think they're 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 Alabama like that's that's the only reason I can give to see them winning this game really. I I feel like I should just go against you and pick Texas just for the crack in the sense right if I pick Texas at least we're on different sides here you know and like it feels like now is the time for them, you know it just feels like well, why not like, why not have it now if it's going to be asked for the year for Alabama why can't it happen now I'm going to take Texas for the sheer crack but I, I can't call this I'll pick the I'll pick the over but if I had to go on it I'd go Texas Texas plus seven and a half I'm joking Texas Texas minus two and a half dark minus two um uh this this is one that going in the last week i probably would have edged towards alabama but after seeing the quality of jalen milrow last week albeit again against weaker competition i feel a wee bit more confident taking alabama now uh, um look it's it, it's one that can go either way but um look, it's all about brian denny stadium was loud last week and that was for a game against a FCS school. What is it going to be like against Texas in primetime SEC on CBS? It's made for the atmosphere. It's just everything that's great about college football you will see in this game. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to it personally. I think Alabama will have them, but there's no way Alabama runs away with this. I don't think. I think Texas have too much talent up and run. Midnight Sunday morning. So that could be dicey for me. I'm not going to lie. It could be dicey. NFL season starts Sunday. I'm down in Dublin on Sunday night. Everyone's more than welcome. Come get you up the road there. Come on. We'll to Dublin. Um, Ole Miss Tulane. Tulane? Am I pronouncing Tulane? Yeah. I'm going to call it Tulane. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to... Believe me, I know who they are. I love their t-shirts and their merchandise on home field. And I know that they were a great team last year. So more people start crapping on me. I just don't want to pronounce it in the wrong way. Uh, they've won 11, they're going up against Ole Miss, they've won 11 of their last 12 games, go back to last season. In their first game of the season, they had a 20-point win. Michael Pratt, quarterback, four times as many touchdown passes as he, had, as he had incompletions. Ole Miss didn't do much last weekend, but, you know, Ole Miss have faced Michael Pratt before, and he's massively improved since. So you're looking at a situation where this could be a really spicy game. SEC, SEC. We're saying that again on the show. Let's just try and build that up. Um, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Who have you got? Yeah, um, this is a really tough one to call. This is the, uh, it's the only other top 25 game this weekend, aside from uh, the last game we spoke about. 
I think obviously Tulane are the pick of the group of five teams this year as they were last year. Um, whereas Ole Miss, they are Ole Miss are always a like a victim of the ruthless schedule. I think they're currently ranked, but I can almost guarantee you by the end of the year they won't be. And it's not too much fault of their own. They play Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Texas A and M, and Georgia within eight weeks. That is just hellacious. That's on the road at Georgia and on the road at Alabama. That it's a lamb to the slaughter. They are one of the top twenty-five best teams in in America consistently, but it's just a product of their own demise. Is that is that SEC West hellacious schedule? But listen, at this point in the year, Tulane and Ole Miss are very similar level teams. I really like Jackson Dart, the Ole Miss quarterback. He had a big week last week against Mercer, four touchdowns he threw. I think this one. I'm just going to give the edge to Ole Miss. I think they've got more experience and they've got that SEC talent. And the SEC bias is is coming through in me here. I'm I'm one of those guys, unfortunately. But uh, I think um, between between these two teams, you've got a really really talented Tulane offense. But I mean, it, it's Ole Miss. It's SEC football. I think this is one that they're going to add to the win call. Arnold Ole Miss really have those guys on the secondary, and you feel like they've got those bodies to really get over the line against Tulane. Are you in the same camp as Dara here? I think I am, and I think this is really just more of a thing of like, they're it. It's an SEC team against a Tulane team. Like even you know coming into this, like just the level of talent, you know, player for player, would is more than likely fairly in Ole Miss's favor. Like Michael Pratt, you know, the two-lane quarterback, I really like him. But like Jackson Dart is like, you know, the, the the type of guy who people like recruit, like do whatever they can to recruit. And, you know, he he was a transfer last year and had a decent year last year. And it's it's really, it's going to be a tighter game, I think, than people think it will be. But I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think, you know, both of these teams have amazing offenses. Michael Pratt actually last week um, set the, set the, has had the second higher highest like QB rating on PFF for a college player ever. I can't remember who exactly the first one was, but he was literally only like point five or six behind. I think Darren knows. No, don't ask me. Don't ask. Okay. Me. Did you start Google? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was like he played absolutely amazing against South Alabama. So I think it'll be quite close. But I, I'd have to just give the edge to to Old Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin is is you know an offensive whiz guru type guy and you know he'll he'll find a way to win this one you boys are buying on 37-17 win last week against South Alabama 333 total yards I googled this while you were talking four passing touchdowns seven 20 yard, 20 plus yard completions and a quarterback rating of 96.5 unreal if you literally type in on X I'm not, I can't say Twitter anymore Michael Pratt his highlights the fact that they can run as well granted well, in terms of who he's playing but boys Unreal. He's in his sixth year. Like he knows what he's doing. Like he's a veteran quarterback in this in this college football game. Like he's an old man like myself. Uh like last week, a couple of games that we haven't, like obviously a few games I haven't talked about. Uh UNLV in Michigan. Michigan looked fine last week. He looked hundred percent, boys. Uh that's I mean Justice no. for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Justice for Jim Harbaugh. But the play at the start of the game, like oh, was it the four formation, oh, was it? Oh gee. Yeah, like 
Oh, Rest in peace, Jim man. Harbaugh. He's never coming back. <laughs> but like, seriously, like, seriously, like, you think the wake has been in Gaul, like the weather going on. Like, he'll be back in what two weeks. Um, Texas A&M, who were ranked twenty third at Miami. Um, I guess best of the rest. Illinois, Kansas is on Friday. Um, Oregon at Texas Tech. Utah, Baylor, Iowa, at Iowa State. Oh, we should have talked. That's a good one. That's, That's that was great. just now, just missed the cup. If you if you want to watch like high scoring football, do not watch this. Game. Yeah, if you want Iowa, to see, Iowa is the worst offensive team ever, ever. I'm definitely watching them, boys. Um, Stanford at USC, Arizona at MISSISSIPPI State, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, and Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. If we forgot about your college, there's 50 million of them. We apologize if we like. With, like I mean, I, I have to give these like Ireland props for making the like topic ten, and then we're done. Yeah, I mean, like you got Jordanstein against NUIG. Yeah, imagine that. But you're correct. We should start like that sort of league going there, and we'll start college football, and uh, that, that that would be good fun, boys. Um, have have you said any final words on this week? I, I'm just excited to get a bit more football. It felt like last weekend was just like when a family member came home for the first time for years from like Australia or something. Football was back. It gave you that warm, fuzzy feeling. We've got college football this weekend. The NFL is on this weekend. We've got an absolute plethora of NFL content um, on this podcast feed and also on the college football feed this week. Um, if you're listening on the college football feed, please keep listening, review, share, like, because these boys are going up the charts, boys. You were above certain outlets last week in Ireland, such as Barstool. So very interesting. Any bold predictions of the week? I'm going to come out and say... I think Colorado win by over 13 and a half points against Nebraska. I That's think they absolutely one. smashed them. It is a big one. You, you actually, Dar, you look disgusted with that. Is, is that a... Well, uh, I tweeted out earlier that I think uh, Baker Mayfield will lead the NFC in passing yards. So I'm disgusted by no hot takes at the minute. Because it's going to happen. Uh, but moving on, sticking on scores for college football. Uh, bold takes for this week. I don't have many. Um, Vanderbilt might get their construction finished at the stadium. That's a bold take. <laughs> Um, Iowa might get the scoreboard fixed. Uh, look, there's Ooh. there's a lot of things go on in college football. It's a, it's it's just a beautiful sport in terms of you never know what's going to hit you every week. So that that's what I'm looking forward to. Literally every week I watch college football. It's just the weird and wacky and wonderful different quirks that you see game in and game out. That's just our WhatsApp chat. Who was the university who forgot their their jersey uh, for the last day? Yeah, at D two university. For a thing away to Air Force showed up without any uniforms that had to wear the Air Force away yeah. jerseys. My <laughs> prediction is that they remember their jerseys. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> they'll be playing at home and then so they'll find out they actually left them back at the <laughs> Finally arrived. If you want your own jersey, uh, code Ireland at Homefield Apparel. Maybe I'll send it to these boys this week. Code Ireland, Homefield Apparel. Uh, thank you very much, lads, for everything. If Jordan Love makes it against Chicago on Sunday. Maybe Dara will be back for week three in his Notre Dame hat and jacket. And Colin, we appreciate you checking in from some blurry, blurry place on the west coast of Ireland. So appreciate you boys. Appreciate everybody listening as well, folks. Uh, PFI College Football Show. We'll be back for week three next week on Thursday. Maybe. See you then. Cheers, folks.